Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Today's Pharmacy Podcast is brought to you by Compounders on Capitol Hill with the International Academy of Compounding Pharmacists happening on June 6th through 9th in Washington, D.C. Pharmacy Podcast listeners, thanks for returning for another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast. We will be rebroadcasting the IACP Podcast Volume 6. It's been just incredible to work with. Before we do, let's talk about the compounding industry. Heads up. Compounding pharmacy linked to meningitis outbreak to pay $200 million to victims. So this is news from Biopharma Dive. You can find it at biopharmadive.com. And it says, uh, not long ago, compounding pharmacies were seen as alternatives to traditional pharmacies in a way to obtain more natural or custom-made drugs. FDA oversight over these entities was minimal. However, that has all changed since the neglect actions of the NECC and the decisions made by company managers such as Glenn Adam Chin, a former supervising pharmacist, led to the deaths of dozens of people and the infections of hundreds more. Another reason why to be part of such educational organizations like the IACP. Uh, Their big conference is uh, happening um, on June 6th, and um, Pharmacy Podcast will definitely be there. Uh, That's the IACP's Compounders on Capitol Hill. And if you want to follow on Twitter or social media, it's hashtag CCH. Compounders in Capitol Hill, 2015. So let's uh, listen to Scott Maitland in the IACP podcast. You're listening to an IACP podcast, www.iacprx.org. McCly, McCly. Hey, McCly. Do you have your tickets to the RX Mixer? This is Richard Harwood, and you're going to have a wicked time at the RX Mixer. But dude, only if you buy your tickets. Don't be a dweeb. Get them like today. This is Scott Maitland, your Director of Communications and Publications at IACP and your host for the IACP Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. And a very special thank you to Richard Harwood, one of our RX Mixer co-chairs. Folks, 17 days, that's all there is between today and Compounders on Capitol Hill. Now, online registration has ended, but don't worry, you can actually still register on site. So visit iacprx.org forward slash CCH for more details. Now, this whole show is actually about compounders on Capitol Hill, but before Dave and I get to chatting about how to be a successful advocate on the Hill and our virtual Hill Day, I've got to thank our friends at the Compounders Group because they have again sponsored this episode. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Compounders Group, it's the premier buying group by compounding pharmacists for compounding pharmacists. Take a moment and visit their site at www. Dot thecompoundersgroup.com and tune in next week. I'll be chatting with Dana Reed Kane, Matt Buterer, and Suzanne Williams. Dave, welcome back to the show. So we're talking about compounders on Capitol Hill, and obviously a big component of that is is going up on the Hill and meeting with your senator or congressman. Now, clearly, you and I aren't shy about talking. I mean, hey, we're on a podcast, but I think maybe for our listeners, it might be a little bit uncomfortable talking with them. So what kind of advice could you give? 
Oh, gosh. You know what? Talking to a senator and congressman, there's always, especially the first time you meet them, uh, maybe even second or third time, there's this feeling of awe that you get. I mean, I'm in Capitol Hill. I'm talking to a person that people in my community voted for and sent to Washington to, to develop the future of our country and the future of my district and the future of my state. Uh, um, this person is really special. And yes, they are special. But at the same time, one of the most amazing things that you will hear consistently from a senator or from a representative is, I want to know what my folks back in my district think. I want to know. I'm coming here to Washington, D.C. to represent a small town in Tennessee or a fairly large-sized city in Montana, and I want to make sure that whatever I vote on or discuss or ask or get information about is going to help my friends, my colleagues, my neighbors, my people back at home. The folks that represent us in Washington really do care about input. And I would tell any pharmacist that is talking to their congressman or their senator or their congressman or senator's office staff is that they want to hear from you. They actually want to hear what you have to say because you are giving them information that they may not be able to get in any other manner. Dave, I agree with you 100%. Now, you mentioned pharmacists, but Hill Day isn't just for pharmacists. We want to encourage pharmacy technicians, marketers, and even student pharmacists to participate. CCH and Hill Day is your event, too. So, Dave, how do these folks get involved as an advocate? What do they need to do? Oh, well, first off, it doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't even matter whether this is a pharmacy issue. If there is something that you feel passionate about, if there is something that you see needs to be changed, it might be issues related to your public school system in your community, or in the case of pharmacy, uh, the availability of medications to the financially or medically indigent, or in the case of compounding pharmacy, the ability for us to use our professional judgment in determining what types of medications what supplies of medications that we use in preparing the formulas for, for those we take care of, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you can express that to a congressional office. Some points in order to make your, your message get across, um, an easy way to remember this is, first and foremost, is to identify who you are. That sounds silly, but one of the first things you need to do is to say, I am... Dave Miller, and I am a pharmacist, and I live in your district, and I work at so-and-so pharmacy, and we have X number of employees, and on every day we fill X number of prescriptions, and we take care of X number of patients. They want to hear not only who you are as a person, but what is, what is your role within their district, within their community? That's a simple thing for most pharmacists to know, but so few of us ever say that. That's number one, is start out with the introduction. Number two, remember, these folks hear about every kind of issue. So you better be thinking about, what's the easiest way to explain my concern? And I, I always test things out on my parents. They're not pharmacists. 
if they don't understand what I'm saying in a sentence or two, I've made it too complicated. And it's a great way, whether you're a marketer, whether you're a pharmacist, a technician, or a student, think about what is my concern and how would I explain it in the simplest, clearest, shortest, most direct way possible. Practice those two things. Here's who I am and my impact. Here's what I'm worried about. Now, one final thing that most people forget is it's one thing to say, here's what my problem is. It's another thing to say, this is what I want you to do. It's not enough just to come to your congressman and your senator and say, I got a problem. You got to have a solution. You got to have a direction. You got to have a recommendation. You have to have a suggestion. Because if you give them the opportunity to say, why, yes, that's something that I can help you with. I can support legislation that would change this, or I can help identify uh, additional funds that we might need for infrastructure development in our district, or if it's an issue related to student pharmacists. Yes, I too am concerned about the cost of tuition for schools of pharmacy, and I understand that you're asking for additional federal dollars to be available for student aid. Come to the table with who you are, what your concern is in a quick and easy and understandable manner, and ask for what you want to have done. Being prepared is definitely key. Listeners, one of the things that we've done for you is below this podcast on our website, iecprx.org forward slash publications, click on episode six, you'll see a PDF below this podcast that lists all the tools that Dave just gave you. So definitely download that, fill the PDF out, and be prepared for when you come to Hill Day. Now, I also want to add, make sure that you have plenty of business cards with you. You don't want to forget that. Now, I realize not everyone can make it to Hill Day, so IACP has something called Virtual Hill Day. Now, I was really excited when I first heard about this because I kind of imagined you go to your mailbox, you get these really cool goggles from IACP, you put them on, you're like walking up the steps of the Capitol, but it's actually not like that at all. So, Dave, can you explain what Virtual Hill Day is? Yeah, yeah that would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Um, I don't have to – that would be one more, less trip on an airplane. I'm all in for that. No, uh, Virtual Hill Day is this. Look, um, it's one thing to come to Washington, D.C. and to meet face-to-face with your congressman or your senator and their staff and talk about what your concerns are. That is one of the most powerful things that a practitioner can do to support their business and home and their patients is that face-to-face interaction. But let's be honest, we don't have the ability to pull every compounding pharmacist out of every compounding pharmacy in the United States and bring them to Washington, D.C., because who's going to be left back at the ranch to take care of patients? We are patient caregivers. So one of the things that we do with IACP's Virtual Hill Day is we provide you with the same messaging points, the same highlights we were just talking about. Here's what the issue is. This is what we'd like to do. And what we do, Scott, is we put that into an electronic format so that every IACP member and, you know, any pharmacist that would like to participate in this as well uh, will get information that enables them to go in, type their name, their home zip code, which will match it up with their voting district. It'll immediately populate that email with the name of their congressman and or the name of their senators, and with a quick push of the button, 
you can literally lobby electronically with an email that IACP makes available. So last year, for example, we had more than 450 face-to-face -face meetings between compounding pharmacists and their representatives up on Capitol Hill. There were an additional 1,700 emails that were sent, bringing the total number of contacts, if you will, to over 2,100. That virtual Hill Day is a way for you to take just a few minutes to sit down, click a few buttons, put the same message that that congressman and senator is hearing personally um, into their inbox. And uh, when I say we make it easy, it really does take less than three minutes to lobby your entire congressional and senatorial delegation using the tools that we make available. Well, that's still pretty cool, even if there are no goggles. So how do we get signed up for that? Well, first and foremost, if you're an IACP member, you're automatically going to get an invitation with instructions and the key information that you need. Uh, as part of our ongoing plans for Virtual Hill Date, those things will be available about two weeks just before uh, we come to Compounders on Capitol Hill that first week in June. But we'll also, during CCH itself, be sending out reminders and an action alert via email, um, as well as fax, directing you to where you can go on our website. That's for our members. If you're not a member of IACP, you can also go to our main website, www.iacprx.org, and in our breaking news session, which appears on our homepage, there will be a, we're announcing Virtual Hill Day is open. And you can click on that, look for that uh, around the very beginning of June, and it'll give instructions as to when those emails will be open, when you can fill in the form and get that message out to the folks here on Capitol Hill. At the same time, your colleagues are doing that face-to-face. -face. Listeners, I also want to encourage you, if you're not following us on social channels, this is the perfect time to start doing that. We'll be using the hashtag CCH2015, and all of our social links are listed in the notes below. So, Dave, we're about to come up to the final question, but before we do that, again, I want to thank our sponsors of this episode, and that's The Compounders Group. Take a moment, check out their website, www.thecompoundersgroup.com, and be sure to tune in next week. I'll be chatting with Dana Reed Kane, Matt Booter, and Suzanne Williams from The Compounders Group. So, Dave, I'm curious, what do you like to do in Washington, D.C., and what would you recommend to our listeners who are coming to Compounders in Capitol Hill, they'll have some free time, and they want to make the most of their experience in our nation's capital? <laughs> well, first off, Scott, you asked two questions. What's my favorite thing to do, and then what would I recommend to others to, to enjoy? Um, I have to tell you something. My favorite thing to do after a day on the Hill is to take my shoes off because you cover a lot of ground on a lot of hard marble floors going between the Senate, the Senate office buildings, the House, the House office buildings. Uh, believe me, at the end of the day, if you haven't done this before, you will be ready for a foot massage. Now, if you're asking me what I would do, there's three things that I, I think are really unique to the city of Washington, D.C. that you will get no place else. Um, in the evenings when it cools down, because traditionally, you know, Washington's hazy, hot, and humid in the summer months, 
Once it cools down in the evening, go walk along the mall. Look at the Washington Monument all lit up. Look at the reflecting pool. Look at the World War II Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. Of course, you know, the, all of the public spaces that we have available in D.C., those monuments, just standing there and seeing the magnificence of the United States of America on display for the entire world, it's pretty breathtaking, and especially at night when you can see it all lit up. So that's a must-do. Um, the other is don't be afraid to get out and walk around a little bit. Washington, D.C. is unique in that there are small public parks tucked in all over the place that have statues, memorials, um, tributes to past historical figures. And it is kind of fun to realize, hey, all of a sudden I'm standing next to uh, the statue recognizing this president. And it's a great way to learn, and especially if you bring family. It's a wonderful educational opportunity. And then lastly, I have to tell you, uh, even though D.C. is not usually known for food, there is a restaurant for every possible cuisine and taste, uh, from the very formal, fancy dinner restaurants uh, that, that still pretty much encourage a suit and tie, uh, to some of the great neighborhoods that have bistros and, and just uh, food carts. Uh, the, the, the problem with Washington is you might walk it all off during the day. You're going to end up putting it back on when you sit down for dinner because the food here is absolutely exceptional. Listeners, while you're out and about walking around D.C., taking Dave's suggestions, please be sure to snap some pictures and use our hashtag, which is CCH2015. I want to encourage all of you to check out the latest issue of Pharmacy Marketing Quarterly. It's available online at iacprx.org forward slash publications and read Lauren Ansa's article, Hill Day, the What Not to Wear edition. You'll definitely want to keep that in mind as you're packing for the trip. Make sure you join us next week when I'll be talking with the folks from the Compounders Group. And as always, if you have any feedback, feel free to leave us a voicemail at 713-730-9043. Again, that's 713-730-9043. Or shoot us an email at iacpinfo at iacprx.org. Thanks so much for listening. This is Scott Maitland, your Director of Communications and Publications at IACP. And here's to the health of your pharmacy.